Hello, everybody. This is Dr. Jose Saldivar with the First Year Experience Podcast. And today I'm uh, joined by three other guests. I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to our guests, allow them to, to introduce themselves. To my left is... Oh, hi, everyone. My name is Sochi Estrada. I'm a junior studying currently biology. Awesome. Thank you, Sochi. To my right... Hi, everybody. My name is Chris Castillo. I'm a PR student and I'm a senior. Thank you, Chris. And again, I am Cynthia Salivar, and I am the First Year Experience Coordinator. Thank you all for coming. Uh, this episode, we've, I've asked you all to, to, to be here to talk about getting the year off on the right foot. Right? Our, our students are coming in. A lot of them have a lot of concerns, uh, a lot of worries. So you all, as students, as experienced students, what advice would you give students? Yeah, feel free to share any of your of your uh, your experiences, your first year. But, you know, students take classes, students go to orientation, they're told what to do. But a lot of times there are these unwritten rules about how to survive and how to thrive your first year. So I want to turn it over to you guys and, and hear from you. What do you guys have to say? So my, my, the first thing I'd like to say is don't panic, because that seems to be like something, the default, the default emotion is panic, because you're panicking, this is a, the, the first time you're, you're, you're engaging on something that's greater than yourself. You're starting a journey that you've never had to do before. It's an experience that um, your high school may not have prepared you for. Um, and you you may not have this level of college readiness that you would expect. So just don't panic. Take it like a day at a time and breathe. Um, planning is great, but you can't plan for everything. So it is good to have a plan entering as a freshman. It is good, but be open to change because it will change really, really quickly. So. Thank you, Chris. I remember when I came in, I was in a different city. I was in the sister campus in Brownsville, so I didn't know anyone. So to those who are coming in, not knowing anyone, it's okay. Just like Chris said, be open. Being open will open so many opportunities for you. I've met so many friends, so many faculty, so many network opportunities, thanks to being open and just saying hello to the first person you see. So, Chris, I think you... Um, you talked about um, this idea of college readiness. Hey, let me ask you: Did you feel ready? Not at all. Well, why, I mean, why, why not? Because there, there's a, there's a like, like there, there, there are conflicting thoughts, though. Especially if you were a student in high school who was at the, 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 the tippy top. You were one of those students who were the cream of the crop, and you were told you were the cream of the crop for like the longest time. And then suddenly you're a freshman, and everybody's a cream of the crop. And that, that this idea that you were this uh, overachieving, amazing, excellent, exemplary student is shattered because of the, because you're, you're meeting other students who were told they were the most amazing, exemplary student. So um, you you will feel your college ready, but in the, the reality is most of the time you aren't, especially since the uh, the a lot of the high schools in our area aren't as prepared. And they don't offer as many college ready like college readiness resources for students. Um, like we have the TSI, but TSI like they've recently they're they're going to lower the the standard for the writing portion. Like it doesn't it doesn't it it doesn't. I, in my opinion, I feel it's very inaccurate. It doesn't really show. It doesn't prepare students. It just it's a bit it it, it helps them tell students no, mm -hmm. which is something that I don't like. It helps to tell students that no, you're not ready for college, which is stupid. So. Um, when it comes to college readiness, the, the best way to do it is to find resources like yourself. Um, and that's going to help you significantly because there, there's a lot of independence when it comes to, to when you're entering college, there's a lot of independence. 
Um, whether it's uh, studying by yourself and teaching yourself the material or just being able to handle isolation because a lot of the, you go from having like 60 friends in high school to having like two people you know only because of class. So there's, an, there's, an, there's a huge shift. So when it comes to college readiness um, academically, um, it helps to be aware that there are resources on campus to help uh, blanket some of the, the, the issues. So you may not be as, as you, may not, you may not be as ready for, say, example, like a Cal class or a pre-Cal class or a chemistry class, but there are things on campus that can help you um, foster that growth. So if you're doing if you're doing poorly in the chem class, we we do have like the, the tutoring center on campus um, that is able to help you with that. So it it's okay to not be college ready. That's the thing. Like it's okay to not be college ready because you have the rest of your collegiate career to become like to, to, get to, ready. to become again a, an exemplary amazing student. So it's a uh, nice way of putting it. Mm-hmm. Because there is a culture shock. I'm sorry. There, there is a there is a culture shock when it when it comes to um, the amount of knowledge you have versus the amount of knowledge you're told you have or you're told you're supposed to possess. Um, and it's okay if suddenly you feel like you're no longer a, a god amongst men. So. <laughs> so let me ask you. So. You said you attended the sister campus in Brownsville. Yes. Um, did you did you feel prepared? Not at all. I still don't feel prepared. Honestly, <laughs> two years later, and I'm still not prepared for college. I'm still nervous for this semester. Honestly, I don't think as long as you're here. I mean, in life, you're never prepared. Um, I remember, like my first year, like you said, I was the cream of the crop. Thirty-four out of five hundred students honors. I even made it to the honors program in Brownsville. It's competing with med students. I was like, I got this. It was a total shock. There was people that were smarter than me. There's people that were cheating their process. And I was, I was conflicted because GPA was everything for med school. Um, I remember that. And I was like, well, I have a 3.5. And people would accuse me, you're cheating, when it wasn't the case. So you'll meet those kind of people. But then I started getting A's and B's. And I started having a little too much fun for my first year. I was out till 4 AM. I was out eating. I was not studying. And it took hits on my GPA. I'm still trying to recover that GPA, <laughs> um, but it's possible to recover it. And I remember when I first got that D in my freshman year, I got a D in an intro class to chemistry. And they, when people fail a class and your peers are looking at you like, how dare you fail an intro class? It was easy. It wasn't easy for me because I had to self-teach myself chemistry in this class. And then I took it next semester, again, I got a D. It wasn't until the third try I finally got a B. And it wasn't because I didn't understand, it's because I didn't know my studying style. And I had to figure out, am I better off in a group or solo, color coding, visual, or kinetic learner? And I have to say, it's okay to fail a class. You have a three-peat rule, so you should be okay, but always aim to survive. But it's, the depression's gonna be feel real, but always overcome it, you have a steady pace. So. It was really, really intense. I felt depression. I was like, this is it. I'm going to graduate in six years. But no, it's okay, guys. So it was really, really hard. Do you, do you think most students feel feel like that coming in? Like the, having this sort of, the Chris, you should describe it as culture shock, um, just where students don't feel prepared. Do you, do you, are, are we selling students on an idea yes, of preparedness? that's exactly what it is. You, yeah. you are selling students on, you're, you're, you're like, okay, not to, not to negate the work that's been done 
to make college affordable, not necessarily affordable, but to make college achieve, achievable, to make the ability to go to college, like, because like, that, that, people have been working on that since, like, 1990, like, just making it so that people can get into college, making college a reality, but they don't teach you how to do well in college, they just, they, they, they tell you when you're a high school senior, or like, even, even as, as early as, like, eighth grade, you're getting into, like, gear up programs, you're getting into, like, uh, um, what is the other one? I can't remember the other one. UBMS and like all these these programs that are supposed to help you start beginning your collegiate career. I was in tech prep. Like um, they sell you this this idea that the moment you 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 enter your freshman year, you're gonna hit the ground running and you're just gonna like finish the race. And that's not the case because nobody tells you about all the like booby traps and bumps and unexpected buses that might hit you when you're like running this like trail. So <laughs> um, be careful. Because so, so I have a question. What is a booby trap or something that hit you personally that you wish somebody would have maybe given you a heads up? So um, just how unexpected misfortune can happen. Because my first day, um, though, I, I was accepted into Texas A&M. The first day of me starting my like collegiate career as like a biomedical engineer, because I thought I was going to be like a biomedical engineer, um, I was in a bike accident. So I was I was I was riding my bike like at one in the morning and like I I I don't remember what happened but I remember waking up and my arm being like just destroyed. So uh, and I went to my my dorm and my RA uh, was there and he was like oh freaking out because this was his first day as an RA. So uh, they called an ambulance and I was like my first day I already accrued like six hundred eighty dollars in like medical expenses because they called an ambulance when I could have just like. When I found out later, all I needed was like a bottle of like rubbing alcohol. So those small things, they okay, it's not small, but they're things that can happen. Then there are things that will happen because you can't you can't predict what's going what's going to happen. So those are like like the 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 the, the bumps in the road. When it, when I say booby traps, what I mean is like there are some things that you know are gonna happen. For example, like freshman fifteen will happen if you're, if you're not careful. <laughs> if you're not careful, and for some, rapidly gaining weight because you're now eating like ramen and dollar menu items, and like you don't have time for exercise because you take you 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 thought that as a freshman you could take twenty one hours. Like those things pile up, and when the, when the trap is set, it springs. And you're caught in like a, a, a downward spiral because now you're, you're you, you you have the freshman 15 you feel depressed because you, you don't look the way you were in high school especially for student athletes there are some student athletes that were um very active in high school and then once they become once they once they transfer from high school to college they no longer have to go to like football practice every day they don't go to tennis practice every day so like they're they're now experiencing a, a a version of themselves that they've never had to see before and that can destroy your self-esteem so which is why if you are struggling in any way uh we do have a counseling center um that is a plug for the counseling center sorry about that but we do have a counseling <laughs> no, center it's fine. um it is in the it's located in the university center so if any of you students are feeling in any way depressed or you're having difficulty managing your anxiety or you're struggling with your identity it might help to to see a counselor. And um, it's in Cortez Hall on the Brownsville campus. Oh, yeah, I forgot this too. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, thank you. Thank you for the, for for bringing up like right the, the one of the booby traps. Um, but you, I think you brought up a good point also about uh, about anxiety and the, mm-hmm. and the things that. So, how did you deal for you? How did you deal with first day you're in a bike accident, you accrue a six hundred dollar medical bill, 
How did you deal with it? How did I deal with it? Um, well, for about two weeks, I didn't. I just, like, you know, sat in my room crying <laughs> because because my what was supposed to be, like, the, the, the beginning of the rest of my life ended up being, like, this this crazy trial of my will and perseverance that I wasn't prepared for that is straight out of a book. So um, I eventually did end up going to counseling there. So I went to counseling there, and uh, thankfully, a lot of public universities have a free clinic. So I went to the clinic, and they like fixed my arm, and they sent me. They sent me off to become like the greatest student ever. <laughs> um, but it, it's difficult to deal with it in the beginning because you're. You, I wasn't. A, first off, I wasn't aware that I had resources like that. I didn't know that I could go to a free, the to the clinic until. Um, one of the other RAs who had already been there for like a year told me like, why don't you just go to the clinic? I'm like, what, free? Like I can go to a doctor and not pay money? Like that blew my mind, especially since I, I come from a very impoverished area. So going to a doctor for free isn't a, isn't a concept I could have grasped. It was just like, oh my God, you hurt yourself. Just go work in the yard, okay. Like that was the, that was the mentality. So once you become aware of those resources, you're, you're, your upward ascension into becoming a, a, a better student is is accelerated. Because now you know, if I'm feeling this way, I can go to this place. If I'm having difficulty selecting a major, or like finding out like who I am, I can go to these to these resources on campus. If I'm having difficulty like finding a job, there's resources on campus for that. If I don't know who I am and I'm struggling with, for example, like my sexuality, there are organizations on campus, student organizations of like that that are made up of like-minded students who can share with my uh, who I can share my experiences with, and they're able to like offer feedback based off of their experiences. So. Being a freshman is playing a knowledge game because if you, you're going to enter a blank slate, like a, 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 a white canvas with absolutely no information. The, the more color you add to that canvas and the more uh, chalk you add to that slate, the, the better student you're going to be. And I think that we need to have like something in place to educate these students, because uh, so some of the, the the orientations that I've, that I've been to that I've like helped with, they don't they don't give students a lot of uh, information. Or the information they do give, it's presented in such a very like bland, like uh, formula, very formulaic, very. It's meant to be repeated for multiple multiple meetings, and it isn't as personal as it should be. Um, but yeah, knowledge is necessary. Knowledge, okay, thank you, and making it personal. Yeah. Right, getting students to relate to it. Sochi, what, um, you're now a, a mentor, yes. right, to students. What is the kind of feedback that you, that you get from students, new students coming in? Um, you know, what kinds of experiences are they having? What are the challenges that they're facing maybe that Chris didn't speak to? Um, and what advice would you give them? Well, personally, it's a case-by-case. Case. A student... Some of them, we do have foster children here that we are unaware of, and some of their lives are very, very difficult. Some of them have been homeless, some of them have been abused, some of them still have people after them. Um, we've had those cases. Um, there is a program here, the Liaison. Uh, a lot of students have gotten help, free housing, money from the government, they can pay for your computers if you're a foster child. I've also had students who are immigrants or migrants um, there's a lot of programs here that we're not aware of. We also have other mentoring programs. So, for example, EPIC, we mentor freshmen, like incoming freshmen. 
of any age, of any any background. But then if you want to still have a mentor, we do have Aspire. We have Camp. Camp is for students who are migrating. They get stipends, which help them pay for each month. Their dorm, they get a dorm free their freshman year. We have so many students. I know one of them was struggling. She doesn't know what she wants to do for her major, and that's okay. I still don't know what to do. I mean, honestly, you just have to figure out um, what you want to do in college. For one of the biggest reasons I always advocate is being involved on campus. Being involved will open so many doors. You get to travel. For example, I went to Missouri, St. Louis to represent the school. I know other students have gone to Kansas or Germany to represent the school. Being involved is so much important just because you get to find out who you are. Maybe you like working for the Alliance or the social work, rehab. Maybe you don't like rehab and you find your way around. And it also reflects on your resume. You know, GPA isn't everything. Um, just because you're involved, it, you might have a successful job, a successful network. You don't know if you'll meet your boss the next day. But those are the advices I give. It's okay to not know. It's okay to fail. But what matters is getting back up. So persevering, yeah. and Chris, you talked about that, right? Persevering, finding, um, finding the will and the perseverance to continue to, to move forward. Because um, because it, it's okay to be knocked down, yeah. but just don't don't stay down. That's that's the issue. Don't give up. Um, Do you think students understand that that it's okay to get knocked down? Do you think we no. they hear that message enough? No. 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 Uh, I don't know what you're going to say. Yeah, like, you know, touching back, I remember when in high school, one of my counselors was just upset, and she just said it in front of our entire high school class. She's like, we prepare you for this beautiful image of college. We prepare you to get into college, but we don't prepare you to finish college. And those were one of the things that resonated, and I was like, that's a lie. You prepare us. But you have to experience it firsthand when you're here. One of your knockdowns might be you know, you fall into a drug addiction, that's one of the extreme cases, or self-esteem, suicide. Suicide is a very, very high topic here, especially in college. I know I experienced it personally, it was very, very overwhelming, but luckily I had friends and RAs and the resources here to help. Other students experienced depression, hunger, homelessness even in college. I have friends who are in debt or almost lost their way out of college because of these things, but the way they experienced it, they had figured that College was a better way to get a better life with their degree. Even though they don't know what they want to do, they've persevered through this. And I don't think freshmen really grasp it because you never see this depicted in like reality TV shows or movies. You just see the parties and drugs, but that's not what we deal with. We deal with other personal problems. And I feel like they have to experience it, whatever their life may go, to understand what it is. Now, Chris, you, 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 um, you agreed. You said that that students aren't told to, or no, they're not. They're it, it's a, especially in areas where a lot of these students are going to be the first, uh, the first first generation college students. They're going to be the first uh, individuals in their in their family to graduate with like a degree. Um, they're 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 told that it's absolutely necessary that they become like these champ this this champion of their ancestors that you know like 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 all like generations will be proud of you if you finally make it to this point um that creates a a huge 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 like hurdle for them to, to jump over and it, it also builds up their expectations it, it it makes it seem like if you don't if you don't do this if you're unable to complete this you're shaming your entire family or your 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 community is no longer you're no longer valuable to your community and that's a terrible terrible way to sell uh, a like like a degree um it because it, 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 a degree is a, is a key it opens doors 
um, it is it, it shouldn't be this thing that affirms your your family's expectations or or their their wants for you. Your soul, like I'm sorry. No, I was gonna say just kind of on that. I think that I felt a lot of that when I went off to college. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was really hard to ask for help because asking for help kind of reinforces that you might be shaming these generations. So what advice would you give to students in regards to asking for help or seeking help that might feel afraid or feel like that may not be the step in the right direction? Right. Um, You you shouldn't be afraid to ask for help. A a lot of students may have been raised like you have to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Well, who gave you the boots in the first place? Like, like how do you, how do you, how do you reach uh, great, uh, how do you reach great lengths or great heights? I think it was Isaac Newton who said that if he, if he, if he saw greatness, it was because he was standing on the shoulders of giants. Like there, there is no way. It's very difficult for you to be a completely self-made, self, uh, fully independent person who's made it like as far as they could, because there's always something that has been given to you. Um, it, 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 it's, it, it's like a imposter syndrome. I don't know if you're familiar with the concept of imposter syndrome. A, uh, first-generation college students go to like Ivy League schools. Um, they feel like they're not supposed to be there because they're, they're looking around at the, the, the campus culture, the campus life, the students who are there. And there are students who are like fourth-generation, fifth-generation college students. There are students who, from like third grade, have been preparing and have been given like SAT camps. Like um, They've been given like all these, these different resources that are supposed to build them up in the very beginning while you were given like a ACT waiver. And that's it. <laughs> like, like these, are, these are the, the realities, um, but you have to remember why you're there. You're, you're, you're there, uh, you're there to, to achieve something. When and how you achieve that is entirely up to you. You shouldn't have to, you shouldn't have, to, you shouldn't have other people's goals for you determine um, how you go about completing your, your collegiate career. Well, I think it personally ties in with our culture. A lot of us are pressured as first-generation students. If you ask for help, you're seen as weak. I think especially for men, it's a little bit more harder than for women. If you're asking for help, it's because you don't know. And because you don't know, you're incompetent. And so the cycle continues and continues. And since we're not even knowledge about like sex education, that we have to have a sex education workshop here on campus. Or we don't even know, I don't even know, we're like academic services. And to ask for help like that is seem very... I don't know how to put it into words. It's just, it looks shameful. And it's like, how don't you know simple things like this? But I would say it's okay. Like, who cares about what the people think? They're always going to be talking. Just go ask for help, whether you're a guy or girl. Just go ask for help. It's important to be aware of your surroundings and aware of your resources. Like, for example, I didn't even know that, like, campus police can give me a ride to my car if I'm feeling unsafe. Or they could escort you. Things like that. You don't know what situations you might end up. So, just things like that. So it sounds like, I mean, just to try to bring closure here. One, we shouldn't sell idea, the, this idea that getting here, that students should be ready. We shouldn't sell them on that idea. We should expect that... You should be prepared. You should be prepared, yes. but, but, that, but along the way, they will be preparing yes. also. Keep in mind that uh, you're, you're, not, you're not finished building yourself. Yeah. You're not done uh, putting the building blocks together to, to, to ultimately become who you're supposed to be like 10, 15 years from now. And it's okay to start from zero. It's okay to start from like negative three. It's just, like that's gonna happen. You're gonna start. You're you're uh, you're gonna. It it you're gonna. It's it's an X Y race, and you're starting at, at X. Like that that's hard. That's mm-hmm. difficult. But that, sh- that knowing that sh- 
that shouldn't be the reason you don't complete uh, your, your, your collegiate journey. All right. Any final thoughts? Mm, well, I guess what I always tell my students, first, GPA isn't everything. Second of all, have fun. I know you're here to study, but you're paying for a college experience. Go out to the events, go make friends. Say hello to your neighbor because you're going to want to help from them in your class. So have fun. Have fun in college. It's not as scary. It's going to be a rough journey, but it's all worth it. If I just want to close by saying it's okay to say no to a lot of people, and your parents included, um, because we, we talked about guilt. We talked about, like, uh, if you're coming from a very impoverished place, if you're coming from a, uh, as a first-generation college student, um, you're going to be given, like, financial aid. And in some cases, you might even be given like a student refund of four thousand, five thousand dollars. Um, it's okay to say no to like your uncle or like your mom if they ask you like, "Can you loan me maybe like a like twelve hundred dollars for whatever reason?" It's okay. It's okay to say no to that. It's okay to be a little selfish when you're a freshman or in general in your collegiate career because you're you're going to be able to help them so much more at the end of this than than as a as a as a college freshman because that because that it's very easy. To, to lose all your financial aid money, like really, really, really quickly. We're, and on resources for college alone, not, and not, this, is a, this isn't including like food, rent, um, you know, outside health services that may not be provided by the campus, things like that. So just keep in mind, it is okay to be a little selfish. And when you're planning out your week, it's okay to schedule time for yourself. In fact, it's better if you schedule time for yourself than you just end up procrastinating. So that's all I, that's the last thing I wanna say. Yeah, treat yourself. All right. Thank you all. Thank you for sharing your words of wisdom, your experiences, your stories. I think our students will find it helpful. Um, that's, uh, that's all for this week, and we'll check you all out next week. Thank you.